you still had a little hallelujah you still had a little thank you Jesus the devil doesn't want you to know it but your deliverance is right under your nose when you begin to praise God hallelujah that's where your breakthrough comes are there any praisers in the house today well I feel like preaching I got jet lag and everything but I'm ready I want you to stand to your feet. Let's get in the word. If you're ready, shall bring it on. We're looking to Genesis chapter 29. I have a download. I feel like preaching. I thought the early service was about to burn the place down. I didn't know if we were going to get out or not, but I just feel like God has a word. So glad to be home. Amen. Heard Pastor Josh brought the heat, served us. He, he served steak and chicken. Come on, somebody. Always love it when my children do great when I'm gone. I love my sons and daughters here at the house. We're looking at Genesis 29, 16. Hallelujah. Let's start at verse 16. Now, Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate. One translation says tender. But Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Now Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served for seven years for Rachel, and they only seemed like a few days to him because that's what love does to you. Come on, somebody. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife, for the days are fulfilled that I should go into her. And Laban gathered all the men together of the place and made a feast. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah instead of Rachel, Leah his daughter, and brought her to Jacob. And he went into her and Laban gave his maid Zilpha to his daughter Leah as his maid. So it came to pass in the morning that behold, it was Leah. You're thinking you're going to get Rachel and you got Leah. Come on. And he said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, it, it, it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn fulfill her week and we will give you this one also for the service for which you will serve with me still another seven years then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week so he gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife also and Laban gave his handmaid Bilah to his daughter Rachel as a maid then Jacob also went into Rachel and he also loved Rachel check it out more than Leah and he served with Laban still another seven years and when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved one translation said saw that she was hated he opened her womb but Rachel was barren so Leah conceived and bore a son and she called his name Reuben for she said the Lord has surely looked on my affliction now therefore my husband will love me then she conceived again and bore a son and said because the Lord has heard that I am unloved he therefore has given me this son also she called his name Simeon she conceived again and bore a son 
and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. Verse 35, and she conceived again and bore a son and said, now, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about birthing a Judah. There is something your praise can do for you that can nothing else do for you. The strategy of the enemy is to rob you of your praise because he knows that God lives in your praise. Judah means praise. Who's ready to birth a Judah in the house today? Slip up your hands, Father. We raise our hands telling you to teach us your word. Guide us and direct us. In Jesus' name, we love you. Somebody give the Lord the ovation right now of praise. And you can be seated. Whatever you're facing, tell your neighbor, don't let it steal your praise. Yeah, whatever you're going through, don't let it steal your praise. As long as you got some praise, you got what you need to be able to make it through. Here in this collective chapters of 29 and 30 of Genesis, we see the story of Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. It's a story of love, a story of intrigue, of romance and deception. This is scandal, another world, and the guiding light all wrapped up into one. Come on. In Genesis 29, Jacob had fled the wrath of his brother Esau because he had conned Esau's birthright from him. And so he's literally running for his life. And Jacob was just like his name. His name means supplanter or heel grabber or trickster. And he flees to Haran to his uncle Laban's house. And there he meets Rachel. And the moment he lays eyes on her, it's like hubba hubba. He's like, girl, mm, 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 mm. Rachel, Rachel, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Come on, somebody. It was love at first sight. He loved her from the moment he saw her. And to make a long story short, he agrees to serve Laban for seven years that he might earn the hand of his beloved Rachel in marriage. And after seven years, it seemed like no time. It passed so fast because he was in love with her. See, that's when you know a man is in love, when he just acts crazy. Come on, somebody. You, you, you know the man who walks through the mall carrying a woman's purse? That man is in love. I may or may not have been that man in times gone by where you walk up to a dress place with your wife and she pulls one out on the hanger and she says, hold this, and you hold it. And 20 minutes later, you realize you are walking around with a purse and it don't even match your shoes. Come on, somebody. That's when you know you're in love. And he was in love with her and preparing to marry her. But this is where things go a little different than Jacob is anticipating because the trickster gets tricked and the deceiver got deceived. When the wedding night came, Laban and Leah pulled a fast one. And instead of marrying Rachel, he married Leah. 
It seems that Jacob met his match in Laban, and let me just say this, you will always meet your match. God will use someone to discipline you, and for 20 years, God used Laban to discipline this man, Jacob. Now here Leah is, she's in cahoots with her father, and the Bible says in Genesis 29, 17, that Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel's were beautiful. She was beautiful in form and in appearance. Listen, when he said, when the Bible says her eyes were delicate, how many of you understand that was not a compliment? He was basically saying Leah was not attractive, but Rachel was fine. And here they are, they, they, they trick Jacob. And my question is, how on earth was Jacob deceived with such an obvious difference between the two? I don't, I can't understand it. I can't even hardly get my mind around it. Because there's a lot of things you could get over on Jim Rayleigh, but that ain't one of them. When I married Dawn Rayleigh, there is no way you could have slipped one of her sisters in on me. She has two sisters, but I knew the woman I was marrying, and if they would have tried that, I would have said, you better think again. Come on, somebody, because I, I'm trying to think, how did the man miss it? What, what was up? They had a wedding feast. Was he drunk? Uh, the, the, the ancient lamp, was it just not working? Was the lights not working in the tent? The, did, 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 the, did the Jewish wife keep her veil on? I'm just thinking, how do you miss something like that? Y'all help me. I'm just trying to give the brother the benefit of the how do you, I don't even know. I can't even get my mind around it. How many of y'all brothers know what I'm talking about? There, there, there is no way that would have flew with me, but somehow they did it and this scheme worked. And, and, and as a result, Jacob hated Leah and Rachel held her in contempt because it seemed that Leah must have cooperated with Laban's scheme. And the Bible says something profound. It says in Genesis 29, 31, that when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, you see, he's always the God of the underdog. When he saw that she was unloved, he opened up her womb, but Rachel was bearing barren. Now, this is something to me, because even in Leah's situation, I looked up what her name means, and her name reflected her situation, because Leah's name means weary. I wonder, have you ever been weary? Got 12 honest people. Have you ever been bone weary? Have you ever just been tired of life and tired of your problems and tired of the drama that it seems like is never over? You go from one thing to the next. It seems like everything comes against you. Can I talk to real people for a minute? And you go through seasons where it seems like everything is coming but the kitchen sink. And then you look and there comes the sink. Can I get a witness it's just seasons where it, it just seems like it wearies you down and here Leah is she's weary and imagine after 14 years of abuse after 14 years of feeling less than after 14 years of feeling like a second-class citizen the Lord looked down upon her and he opened up 
her womb. Nothing about her was beautiful on the outside. As far as the outside is concerned, according to our text, she didn't seem to have much to offer. But God saw her in her plight and her real beauty, mm -mm -mm, her real beauty came from within. You see, Rachel's worth may have been an outer worth, but Leah's worth was an inside worth. Can I just get real with you for a minute? In the introduction of this message, let me just say that looks fade, y'all. Gravity will take hold. Can I get a witness? You know what it is to have furniture. You ever had furniture disease? That's when your chester drops into your drawers. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Yeah, 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 Chester drawers. Can I get a witness when your Chester drops into your drawers? Some of y'all know what it is to have furniture disease. So I don't know where that came from, but I liked it. Hallelujah. Looks fade, gravity will take hold, your hair will go gray, your skin will wink, wrinkle, but inner beauty is a fountain of youth. See, see, Leah's worth was inside and it made her priceless. I've got a word for somebody in the house today. You are priceless. You are precious. And it's not based on what you wear. It's not based on how your hair looks. Listen, you are priceless, not because of the outside, but because of the inside. And I don't care what people may have said about you, you are a designer original. Tell your neighbor, I'm a designer original. Yeah, yeah, God made me and did such a good job at it that he never made anything else like me. When he made me, he broke the mold. I'm one of a kind, hallelujah. You are an original and you are precious. And listen, it doesn't matter what folks have said to you. You may be the 13th child of a woman who's had 13 babies with 13 different men but I've come to tell you you are precious you are priceless you may be battling addiction but you are priceless you may be dealing with homosexuality or alcoholism or bondage but you are still priceless you may have been conceived in rape but God had his hand on you even in your mother's womb because you were priceless your mother didn't get an abortion because you were a child of destiny disease never got you fever never stole your life you made it through without losing your mind without going crazy without committing suicide because you are priceless you may be going Going through it right now but you are priceless disease never got you because you are priceless God's hand remained upon you and you may be going through it right now and you feel forgotten and at times you feel debased I feel like talking to somebody you may be going through it at this moment but I came to tell you that God has placed you where you are to mold you and shape you into what he has called you to be to cause you to fulfill your destiny destiny in him you are priceless tell your neighbor take my hand come on say take my hand tell him I want you to know what priceless feels like 
Maybe you never held a priceless person, but you just grabbed priceless right there. Maybe you never held a priceless diamond, but you just held priceless right there. You, you are priceless, and maybe you've been through some stuff, and, and the devil thinks he's going to use it to make you hard, but God said, I'm going to use it to make you soft. You, the devil said, I'm going to use it to make you hard, but God said, I'm going to use it to make you tender. The devil said, I'm going to use it to make you mean, but God said, I'll use it to make you kind. The devil said, I'm going to use your trouble to tear you down, but God said, I'm going to use your trouble to build you up. I'm going to use you to become blessings to others. You are priceless. Slap somebody and say, you are priceless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what that man said to you. It doesn't matter what that woman said to you. It doesn't matter who walked out on you. It doesn't matter who left you. It doesn't matter who told you you weren't worth anything. You are priceless. I have a new slash for you. You are precious. Ain't nobody like you. You are priceless. You're not just one in a million. You won. Hallelujah. You're not just one in a million. You won. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody like you. Ain't even a million like you. You're not just one in a million. Tell your neighbor you won. Hallelujah. Nobody like you because you are priceless and the devil doesn't want you to know it. Let me give you a news flash here. Let me tell you something that will set you free. Never give anyone on this earth the power to dictate your worth. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody in the back. Do I have anybody in church with me today? Tell your neighbor, never give anybody the power to dictate your worth. Yeah, yeah, Jesus loved you so much he would rather go to hell for you than heaven without you. You are priceless in this room. Hallelujah. You are priceless and precious. The enemy tried to keep you out today because he knew when you came in the room you would get a word and you would understand there is worth in my life. Doesn't matter what anybody says to me. John said in John 15, quoting Jesus, you did not choose me, but I chose you. That means there you were set apart by God. Choose or chosen means to be especially selected and held dear. You are priceless. And I want to tell you, precious, Leah's worth was an inner worth. What the world thinks of you is irrelevant because there's so much more about you than the world conceives and understands because you are priceless. We are so much more than how we look or what we wear. Can I talk to young people in the house? I said, we are so much more than how we look or what we wear. Hallelujah. Now, Leah began to bear children in our text, and, and there's so much revelation about her situation through the meanings of her son's name. The first son she had was a son named Reuben, and Reuben's name simply means this, behold a son. And in her heart and, 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 and in her life, what she was trying to say to Jacob here is, look what I've done. It was her way of saying to Jacob, I want you to notice me. Behold a son. After 14 years, look what I did for you. Even though you treated me like a dog, even though you were never kind to me, look what I've done done for you. Look what I produced for you. And church, I want to tell you, there are some folk in your life, you've done everything you know to do to get them to like you. You've done everything you know to do to get them to affirm you. And some folk only value you based on what you do for them. 
They only have the see value in you based on what you produce for them. But may I say something to you? You've been seeking this affirmation, but sometimes you must free yourself from seeking the affirmation from people who never have any intention of, infirm, of affirming you. Sometimes you have to get to the point where you say, I'm going to be okay if you don't pat me on the back. I'm going to be okay whether you affirm me or not. See, sometimes you finally got to get to a place where you say whether you like me or not, whether you stand with me and behind me or not, before, whether you ever let me in the clique or in the club, whether you support me or not, whether you include me or exclude me, I'm basically going to be okay because my victory is not depending on your affirmation for me because I heard that the Lord is on my side and if God be for me, then who can be against me? The greatest one of all thinks I'm something else and he affirms me. Is there anybody here today grateful for a good God that loves you? Hallelujah and affirms you. We used to sing when I was a little boy, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. So sometimes you gotta get cool with it and free yourself from seeking affirmation from people who never intend to affirm you anyway. She said, I bore him this son, behold a son. Now, now, now he will see what I've done. Now he will see that I'm producing for him. Then she has a second son. And the second son's name is Simeon. And Simeon's name means I will be heard. This was Leah's way of saying, I'm tired of being ignored. I'm tired of not being heard. It was her way of saying, will somebody listen to me? Will somebody hear me? It was her way of saying, my opinion matters. You know, some of the one of the greatest things you can do for someone is actually just listen to them because everybody wants to feel like they can be heard. They want to feel like their opinion matters from the little child all the way up to the senior adult in a convalescent rehab home. Everybody wants to feel like they can be heard. And beloved, you do people an awesome injustice if you're unwilling to just listen to them. After two children, she said, now he'll hear me surely he won't ignore me anymore and, and hear me in this house you need to understand that this woman is in a place where she just wants to be heard now he will hear me but Psalms says it like this David declared I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me he heard me from his holy hill. He was higher than me, but he heard me. He was greater than me, but he heard me. He was more powerful than me, but he heard me. Never get so big that you can't hear people when they call. Never get so successful that you can't hear people. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Never get so big because you're getting too big for your britches. If you come to a place where people can't just talk to you, if you put your nose in the air and you walk around, I can't, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I cried to the Lord and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I lay down and slept. I awoke for he sustained me. I will not be afraid. Hear it now. I will not be afraid of tens of thousands of people who have set themselves against me. David said, I cried to the Lord 
and he heard me. The word heard there means the inclining ear. That means to gain attention. David said, I cried and I got his attention. I called on him and I got his attention. I cried to the Lord with my voice and I got his attention. He inclined his ear towards me. He heard me. See, when we come to a place where we can say, it doesn't matter if you hear me or not. It doesn't matter if you're listening to me or not. It doesn't matter whether or not you turn a deaf ear toward me. Long as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will hear me then I'm going to be okay oh David said he heard me because the Bible said his ear is not heavy he hears us when we call he heard me push your neighbor and say he heard me yeah yeah when the whole world won't listen God hears push somebody else and say he heard me yeah yeah I wouldn't even be here today but he heard me I shouldn't have made it to church today but he heard me you don't know what I've been through but he heard me I had people write me off but he heard me some folk won't even talk to me now but he heard me some folk won't even listen to me now but he heard me I'm only here today cause he heard me he heard me in the bar he heard me in the club he heard me at the lowest he heard me when I was jacked up he heard me when I struggled he heard me he'll hear you when you're high and he'll hear you when you're low he'll hear you when you're right and he'll hear you when you're wrong he'll hear you when you got it all together and he'll hear you when you're letting everything fall apart I dare somebody right now to praise him if he heard you slap somebody a high five and say he heard me oh you didn't do it come on push somebody and say he heard me when we come to a place where we say if you turn a deaf ear to me I'll be okay because he's listening I'm only here today because he why don't you praise him because he heard you today why don't why don't you praise him? Stop acting all cool. Why don't, why don't you just praise him? Stop acting all religious. Stop acting like you deserved it every time. Why don't you praise him because he heard you? Now, now, I'm producing for him. Now, he'll hear me. Now, now I'm, pre behold a son. That's what the first child's name means. Behold a son I'm producing for him. The second son's name means he, he, he'll hear me now. Now he'll hear me, but still nothing changed. And, and then she birthed the third son named, named Levi. Now I'm just wondering there. Seemed like uh, she must have had something going on. Cause brother kept going back. Y'all ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Y'all, I wish I could talk to real people. She must have had. She must have had some. Cause he he kept coming back. Y'all ain't. I wish I could. Lord. She must have had some going on. He might have hated her, but he kept coming back. So so, so she had a third child and. Levi, Levi's name means join to. Now, now, now Leah said, now, now he'll join to me. Now I'll have something of him. Now I produce for him. I, I've given him three sons. Now he'll join to me. Now he'll connect to me in a greater way. Now he'll tell me that I matter. Now, now I, I feel like I'm somebody to him. It was her way of trying to feel like she was important. It was her desperation 
compassion, reaching out to him, naming her children names that would remind him of what she had done for her, for him. It was her way of saying, I'm tired of, of being alone. I'm tired of being by myself. Will you acknowledge me? Will you make out like I'm worth anything to you it's always Rachel all I hear is Rachel 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 Rachel's fine beautiful Rachel Rachel is so sweet Rachel 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 don't you know sometimes Rachel, you're so pretty, Leah, get me some tea. Rachel, you're so fine. I'm having babies. I'm changing diapers. I'm making it happen. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm producing Rachel just laying over there. Ain't doing nothing but just looking. All I hear is Rachel, 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 Rachel. No wonder she was bone weary. Can I get a witness? It was Leah's way of saying when she had Levi joined to me, acknowledge what I'm doing. I'm tired of this process. I don't want to be alone anymore. But then the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4.10, but woe to him who is alone when he falls for he has no one to help him up. Church, uh, you don't want to do life alone. This is why we are so strategically having small groups because we want you connected. Hear this this woman was she was alone she didn't have a friend because Rachel didn't like her her husband didn't like her so she had another child and said now he will join to me church I know folk who are married that but though they are married they are like Leah they are still alone you can lay by someone every night for years and still be alone. I wish I could talk to a church today. You can be married to someone and have their last name and have their children and still be all by myself. Where are y'all at? You, you can still be all by yourself, laying in the bed with the man, but the man doesn't acknowledge you. Laying in the bed with the woman and the woman doesn't acknowledge you. Listen, company does not always guarantee that you're with somebody. I want the folk with me to be with me. Can I get a witness? I, if you're with me, I want you to be with me. She is alone. She is by herself. But she said, now he will join to me. You may be here, lady, and you 95, and you ain't married, and you ain't never been married, but you need to say, I got me a man. His name is Jesus. They call him Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Bright Morning. Is he faithful? He will never leave me or forsake me. Does he look good? He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Come on, somebody. Anybody Thankful for a Jesus that'll stick closer to you than a brother. I need somebody to praise him if you're thankful that you ain't doing it alone. Tell your neighbor, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. She said, now he will join to me. Now I'll have something of his heart. In desperation, she's naming these children she said first behold the son look what i've done for you and, and then she had another child and this child's name means i will be heard now you're going to listen to me because i've had two children for you and then she had a third and this third child's name was levi and levi's name means joy and two because she said now 
I've, I've done this for him. Now he'll connect to me. Now he'll be a part of my life. And here's the truth, folks. There's some people, it doesn't matter what you do for them. They're never going to connect to you. They're never going to join to you. They're never going to really value you. So she comes to this point, and she birthed, a, she birthed a fourth son. And that fourth son's name was Judah. And Judah's name means praise, or I will praise the Lord. Now, you really can't understand this message until you walk the process out. She's been having baby after baby after baby get a hold of this she had Reuben and Reuben says behold a son look what I did for you then she had Simeon and Simeon's name means I will be heard now he'll finally listen to me and then she had Levi and Levi's name means join to and she thought and those three children surely I will have a piece of his heart but she finally comes to a point because in spite of everything that she did Still, he rejected her. Still, he had no time for her. Still, he wouldn't acknowledge what she had done. Still, he wouldn't hear her. Still, he wouldn't join to her. But she finally came to a point where she birthed a Judah, where she birthed a praise. And she said, listen, 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 listen. She got to a place in her life where she said, whether you notice me or not, whether you notice what I've done or not, whether you ever acknowledge me or not, not whether you listen to me or not whether you join yourself to me or not I'm going to praise the Lord some kind of a way she came to a point where she said I will praise the Lord she finally got beyond what his opinion was of her and she said I will praise the Lord some kind of a way she got a breakthrough revelation of praise and when she got a breakthrough revelation of praise she got beyond her circumstances see some of you have been through some stuff you have been rejected give me a drum over here you, you have been rejected you have struggled you have been ignored you have been through problems you have been through predicaments you can't get folk to join to you but instead of tripping out about it you need to say thank you because it was your rejection of me that showed me you never were my source and it caused me to praise the Lord is there anybody here ready to birth a Judah tell your neighbor I wish you would birth a Judah oh Jesus tell somebody say neighbor it's time oh it's time to get beyond your situation and past your circumstances and go ahead and birth a Judah I wish somebody would praise him right now I said I wish somebody would praise him right now push your neighbor and say it's time to birth a Judah some of you are in this room and you're pregnant and you don't even know it I said you're pregnant and you don't even know it your problems are just the birthing pains I said your problems are just the birthing pains I said your problems are just the birthing pains the devil doesn't want you to know it but you didn't step up into a building you stepped up into a birthing room tell your neighbor this is a birthing room your circumstances tried to beat you down your problems tried to beat you down 
people tried to beat you down, predicaments tried to beat you down, but I come today with a word straight from heaven. It's time to birth a Judah. You may not feel like praising him, but you ought to praise him right now. You may not feel it inside of you, but you ought to praise him right now. I'm about to lose my mind because I feel the preacher coming on me. You better praise him right now. Don't waste the praise him. Praise him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, birth of Judah. Birth of Judah. But I got problems. Birth of Judah. People ain't treating me right. Birth of Judah. Nobody's joining to me. Birth of Judah. I'm not being heard. Birth of Judah. Some of y'all don't know you're in a birthing room right now. God has you in a birthing season. Tell your neighbor it's not time to quit. Some of you have been thinking about quitting. It's not time to quit. Get your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor. Say listen to me. This is a birthing room. It's not time to quit. It's time to push. It's time to push. It's time to push out that praise. It's time to push out that shout. It's time to push. It's time to push. Hey! Touch three people and say push. Get your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor. Power at him, say neighbor. There's something about praising God in the tough times that releases victory and joy. Push him and say, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Why don't you push out a praise right now? I need somebody to praise the Lord. Somebody push. Somebody push.
front, in front of Ishikar Dan, in front of Bathsheba, Judah was out front, Judah through the desert, Judah in the hot times, Judah in the lean times, Judah in the thirsty times, are you in a desert right now, get Judah out front and see if the Lord will lead you to the promise, somebody give him praise. Praise. Come on and give him praise because you believe in him. Give him praise because you know that he's real. Somebody's birthing a Judah right now. Some young people are birthing a Judah right now. Some families are birthing a Judah right now. Ah, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. It looked like it was over. Because the Bible said that when she birthed Judah, that she left a bearing and it looked like it was done. But she birthed one more child and the next child's name was Ishikar. And when you define Ishikar's name, Ishikar's name means there is a reward. See, hell don't want you to know it. And the devil would like to keep it quiet. But he knows that the moment you decide. To dance over your trouble and shout in shackles. There is a reward on the other side of your praise. There is a breakthrough on the other side of your praise. There is a reward. There is a miracle. There is a healing. I need somebody to praise him like there is a 
The Bible said clap your hands. All ye people, shout unto God. It said leap for joy. It said dance before the Lord. You can sit out there and act like you're too deep and you're too cute. But the very thing that will break you through is giving God praise right where you are. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you just stand there, do what you gotta do. But this morning, this morning, I will birth of Judah because there is a reward. God will show up in your praise. He'll show up in your shout. He'll show up in your dance. Ha! need somebody right now that ain't afraid to praise him. I'm gonna let you praise him right now. Are you ready? One, two, three, go with it. Say neighbor, say do you believe? Holler at him, say do you believe that there is a reward that follows your praise? Ask him, say do you believe it? Say well what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? One, two, one, two, three, go!
his presence and every provision is an outflow of the presence of the Lord we think the reward is what we have no the reward is never what we have the reward is who we have so the sultry seductive satanic plan of the enemy is to shut your mouth when it's time to praise the Lord and to remind you of who isn't seeing you and who isn't listening to you and who hasn't joined to you and what you're not seeing. But when you finally step out of self and into faith, you say, I'm gonna be all right because I will birth a Judah and right behind Judah, Ishakar will come. And the reward eh, will be his presence. So today, you say, well, Pastor, that was too emotional for me. Well, don't go to a football game. I don't like all that dancing. Well, you was in the club last night. At least somebody right around you was. See if you can figure out who it is. There comes a point in your life where you realize that the only guarantee that I have is that God will show up in my praise. He never, he never committed to show up in your tears. He never committed to show up in your complaints. He never availed himself to your problems. He never even said, I'll show up in your sickness. That's too much because y'all religious, see. But he said, one thing I will show up in is your praise. So we find ourselves in a situation where we say, God, but I am not emotional. It is not natural for me. But let your wife spend too much money on the credit card and we find out suddenly you are emotional. I'm not emotional, Pastor. Yeah, but let your husband forget the anniversary and we'll find out how emotional you really are. Oh, it's getting real, isn't it? There comes a point in your life where you have to move beyond your circumstances and say, God, I'm just going to praise you. And it's in that moment when you begin to praise God that you have set yourself up for a breakthrough. In that moment when you are consistently radical before the Lord. Now, I know Calvary is different than many churches you've ever been to. Some of y'all are standing there saying, I've never seen anything like this. We'll come back next Sunday. It might even be better. Hallelujah. I make no apologies 
I make no apologies for raising up a radical church. I make no apologies for that. None. This Friday night, I'm going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee, preaching Winterfest. 12 to 15,000 young people are going to be standing in that room. And I have chosen to preach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes, I have. 12,000 for sure. In the upper room, there were 120. I will have in front of me at night 12,000 young people. A hundred times more people in that Colosseum than was in the upper room. 120 versus 12,000. 120 turned the world upside down. What could happen if 12,000 young people experienced Pentecost? Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, these are the days to be radical. These are the days to be radical. Your victory is found in your praise. Some of y'all need to show up early tomorrow to work. You've been complaining. You need to walk through that office and just start praising God before they ever get there. And then when somebody gets crazy on you, just slip away, go to the bathroom, get in the handicap stall because you need some room and dance all around there and say, I am going to birth at you. Because anybody can praise him when life is perfect. But you birth a Judah often when you're in your greatest fights. Who believes that this work was for you? Who needed to hear? Because pastor, I'm going through it right now. I'm not seeing what I want to see. I'm not experiencing what I want to experience, but yet I want to praise him. I'm going to birth a Judah. This was the service the enemy wanted you to miss because I have given you the secret code to your breakthrough in your mouth. So nobody leave right now. If you leave, we actually have somebody in the balcony with water balloons and they're going to hit you with one while you're walking out. Some of y'all are saying, for real? They're not in the balcony. They're in the catwalk right up here. Some of y'all look and say, for real? Because we're going to do something important right now. Every head bows and every eye closed. Look in your life for a minute. Is there anything that's keeping you from the Savior? Is there behavior that has alienated you from him and separated you from him? And you'd say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God, and I've come to realize it. So when you pray, pray for me. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand. Are you ready? One, pray for me, Pastor. There's things in my life that have kept me from the Lord, and I need to get under the blood today. Two, in the balcony, I see you. Pray for me, Pastor. Pastor, there's sin in my life, and I ought to get it under the blood today. Three, three, slip up your hand right now. Pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I got to get some things under the blood. I'm, there, there, there's things, there's compromise, there's sin that I need to get it right today. Come on, hold that hand up. In the balcony, every section. Come on, hold it up right now. Don't put it down. If you're raised to keep it up. 
you're ready for a new beginning and a brand new start and a start over not a do-over a start over hallelujah it's gonna be just like you never messed up just like you never struggled if you raised your hand and you're ready for that I want you to come to the front right now somebody next to you raised their hand I want you to move back and help them get up here come on you won't come by yourself come on from the balcony come on from the overflow yes Jesus Look at here. Look at y'all clapping. I'm not even telling you to. Oh, look at this. Look at this. You are precious and priceless. Sing it. Sing that one more time. Yes. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible on your heart and say and on your heart right now because this is what we're going to give to God ourselves he's not after your money your car your house he's after you because when he's got you he got everything Today you are precious, priceless, one of a kind. He couldn't love you any more than he loves you right now. But Pastor, I, no. Pastor, I messed, no. Pastor, I struggled, no. He couldn't love you any more than he loves you right now. Ain't that something? Didn't put any condition on his love. He just loves you. So when you give yourself to him, that's when you're transformed and changed. So everybody in the room, take your hand and place it on your heart right now. And pray this after me. Say, dear Jesus, you see me where I'm at. And I'm asking you, please forgive me for all my sins. I've been trying it my own way. In my own way is not working. But there's a better way, a higher way.
and it's your way. So today, I choose your way. I say goodbye, devil. Goodbye, sin. Goodbye, pain. And I say hello, Jesus. Thank you for a new start. Amen. Now, everybody else, stand where you are. I want you precious people. Will y'all get around them, Kimiel, and y'all just kind of lead them right this way? Just come right here. I want to have a little something for you right here. Just turn. I promise nothing's going to happen to you. We're just going to give you a little something and help you, help you go further in this commitment that you've made. Give them all a God bless you. Everybody else, take your hand and put it on your neighbor's shoulder. Pastor Troy's going to come. Man, I have really intense jet lag, but I think I can preach really good with jet lag. Hallelujah, I was feeling it. <laughs> Today I'm going to go into a coma when I get home, but, but hold the neighbor's shoulder and look at me in the eyes. I love you so much. In fact, tell your neighbor, I'm pastor's favorite. Come on, tell him. Yeah, I'm absolutely, you are absolutely my favorite. I love you more than you will know. You don't have to perform for me. You, you, you don't have to perform for me. When God called me to be your pastor, he called me to love you. I just love you. I might love you more if you come Wednesday night. Wednesday night, we're going to have just a throwdown service. We call it Revival Wednesday. You know, it's our way now because so many people are joining small groups we meet through the week. Please come be a part of Revival Wednesday. Wear your little button, right, Pastor Troy? And invite people to come to church. And let's see our greatest Easter weekend ever. Now, I'm going to hang out in the back, and I want to meet every single new person. If I haven't met you, come eat a cookie and shake my hand. Hold that neighbor's shoulder. You're precious to me, guys. Any Judah worshipers in the house? Amen. Hold that neighbor's shoulder. Pastor Troy, pray. All right. Pastor Ellie is going back with our staff right through these middle doors. There's a room to the left. It's our guest information room. You'll drop by. If you're new to the church or you're, you're, you're visiting today, you're our guest today, just stop by there and say hello, shake his hand, and he would love to be able to meet you and our staff as well. Like he said, don't forget, this Wednesday is First Wednesday. It's Revival Wednesday at 5 o'clock. The food trucks will be here. I know some of you say, well, there were some lines last time. We got a lot more trucks. So we got a lot more trucks for that reason. So come out, be a part of that. And at 630, uh, the service begins, and it's going to be powerful. You really don't want to miss it because it really is going to be great. Amen? All right. Last thing I want to tell you. Uh, in the back, there's some displays, and there's also uh, on the counters, there's some guest, um, not, you know, invitation cards. And just grab a few. Just grab a few cards, and maybe you'll see somebody somewhere at work or the store and invite them to some of our Easter events. And those cards are for you to grab as you go out. So, Father, right now, God, we love you. God, we thank you, God, for speaking to us the way you did through our pastor. God, we thank you right now, God, for stirring us up, God, to know. God, that when we praise you, no matter what the situation is, you go before us. And God, we don't want to go anywhere that you don't lead us anyway. And we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday.